a lot of cute little kids though that would wave and yell happy Thanksgiving, which was really nice. Oh yeah, and then once people realized that we were from Wisconsin, they would start chanting cheese. <laughs> what do you mean they would chant cheese? They would just they would see they're like, oh my god, they're from Wisconsin and just start chanting cheese. <laughs> All right. That's pretty cool. Okay. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. 811 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric had an interesting experience. I told you I'm back from New York. We visited. My oldest daughter goes to school out there. And so many parents have been through this kind of thing. My oldest child left home, went out there to do her college thing. Yeah. I hugged my kid for the first time in three months. And it was exhilarating, and it was like she's crying, and it was just really emotional. And I I had that mindset as I thought about the hostages who are being released, who have been away from their families, held by terrorists for a month. And seeing these reunions, they're back with their family having been through this horrifying ordeal. And I can't even imagine what level of emotion they're going through. This days-long ceasefire in Gaza is set to expire today. Hope remains that it could be extended as more hostages released in Israel's war with Hamas. Among those most recently released by the terrorist group, a now four-year-old Israeli-American whose parents were killed by the terrorists and she taken captive. ABC News correspondent Jordana Miller has been covering the war since day one in Israel. She is live with us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline from Jerusalem this morning. Jordana, on those reunions, uh, I just can't imagine the emotions that are going through so many Israelis, particularly with those who are being reunited with family members. Listen, the whole country has been crying, even some of us (laughs) just reporting on it, seeing those families reunited. Uh, you spoke about Abigail, uh, Abigail Idan, the four-year-old Israeli-American. I mean, both her parents were murdered on October 7th, and she has been reunited with her two siblings who survived the attack uh, and her aunt, who will now be raising her. Uh, and, you know, we hear that she is in good condition, a good spirits. Um, you know, God willing, she will be too young to remember what happened on October 7th, because she's not the only child who was there and saw people, you know, Hamas terrorists kill, kill their parents. It often happened in front of children. So this is, uh, it'll be a lifelong trauma for some of them. Um, a lot of happy reunions. Um, Emily Hand, the little nine-year-old Irish Israeli who, you know, her father was initially told that Emily was dead and weeks later, Survivors who, you know, uh, hostages who came out said, no, 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 we've seen Emily. She's alive. Uh, Then the anxiety started about whether, you know, she would be released. And she was a couple of days ago. So that was really uh, also another heartfelt reunion. But really the whole country, you know, can empathize with these families. You know, the horror of it, not knowing whether your child is alive or dead or coming out or not. And every night it gets relived tonight. We're supposed to see 11 hostages come out. There are problems with the list that Hamas has given Israel. And so, you know, usually right around this time, we're getting ready to report on the handovers of the hostages to the Red Cross. That is not happening. Apparently on the list tonight, there are no mothers, and but there are children. Uh, and Israel says, you know, 
one of their basic requirements was any children that come out have to come out with their mother if they were in captivity with her and vice versa. You can't take a mother and leave children in captivity. So there are ongoing negotiations, you know, everyone praying that they will get through this uh, impasse. We have had a few of them in the past over these last few days and still um, hostages have been released. So, you know, many praying that that will be the case again tonight. Jordana, what are we hearing about some of the conditions that these hostages were living in? Well, they were held, um, most of them, we understand, in the tunnel networks. They didn't see much sunlight. They were given, you know, really the bare minimum of food. They all came back having lost weight and malnourished, um, but they didn't come back. Only one senior citizen who's 84 came back in very bad shape because she had heart conditions and other conditions. And even though the family had gone to the Red Cross, International Red Cross, and said, here are the medicine, get it to, you know, get it to our mother, uh, that didn't happen. And so she's come back. She's in critical condition. Um, they're hoping, you know, to be able to save her life. They're working, they're working really to do that uh, ever since she got here uh, last night. Uh, the other, uh, you know, 39 hostages are in pretty good shape. Um, one has a broken leg. Uh, some have minor injuries. Um, you know, they're obviously shaken up. And emotionally, this is just the beginning of a, a long process to heal. Talking with Jordana Miller. She's the ABC News correspondent live with us from Jerusalem this morning. Jordana, in terms of the prisoner swap, so there are a lot of Palestinians who are apparently being held in Israel, and at least on a two-to-one level, maybe three-to-one, they are being returned uh, to Gaza. Who are these people? There's said to be women and children among them who are being held for one reason or another in Israel, Palestinians. Uh, who are they? What did they do to end up being held? Right. So let's just clarify one thing, you know, in the world of facts. The Palestinian women and the minors that are being released, they're criminals. They've been convicted of crimes and they're sitting in Palestinian jails for anything from uh, throwing an explosive uh, or even a huge stone, a rock throwing uh, offense, all the way up to attempted murder, right, where they where they possibly went up and tried to stab someone or shoot someone and kill them. So these are, this isn't a prisoner swap. It's innocent victims swapped for criminals who are getting out of prison early. And it's at a three to one ratio. So for, you know, at the end of this first part of the ceasefire and there's hope it will be extended, but this first, if we complete this first part, it'll be 50 freed Israelis and a, 150 freed Palestinian criminals, women and minors. Why that ratio? I mean, I think because there's a lot more Palestinians that are sitting in jails than even the 200 that, you know, over mm -hmm. 200 that uh, Pal that uh, Hamas uh, kidnapped. I think that's one gotcha. of the main reasons. I mean, there are a few thousand Palestinians, you know, sitting in jails for various you know, criminal offenses, including including murder. But in this case, murder. If you kill someone here, you're not you're not on that list to get out. 
Yeah, and I, and I want to make clear, too, we're talking with Jordana Miller, ABC News correspondent in Jerusalem this morning. There's a difference between hostages and people Correct. legally being held right. who've, who've gone through the process uh, that they have in Israel. And, and Jordana, you pointed that out as well. I'm right. in, in full agreement with that. Um, can you talk a little bit about what's ahead today, the, the prospects of the ceasefire being extended and more hostages? You talked about some of the challenges in releasing the latest round uh, of hostages, but what are the prospects of this ceasefire being extended for a day, for days, uh, perhaps beyond? Right. So the original agreement had was built in with a few extra days for um, more hostages to be released more aid to get into the Gaza Strip, more Palestinian uh, women and children to be released. If And the basic requirement was if Hamas can come up with at least 10 more Israelis, women and children, that they're willing, even elderly, they're willing to turn over, uh, then Israel will hold its fire for another day. And it's built in up to a 10-day period. Um, we're about to hit the five-day mark, and the other five days are optional. Hamas has said they want to extend. Israel has said it is open to extending. So we are we are cautiously optimistic the ceasefire will be extended by at least one day. Jordana Miller, ABC News correspondent from Jerusalem this morning. Your continued exhausting reporting uh, from the region. Appreciate it very much, Jordana. Thank you. It's coming up on 820 here on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's morning news this Monday morning after the Thanksgiving holiday and now we crank it up right? three weeks or so that's right what are we, I guess 30, four. 30 plus days yet oh, here we go <laughs> ramping up it's got to be close to that anyway cage match of all cage matches Thursday night see now cage match of all cage matches for me is Zuckerberg <laughs> v Musk yeah, right that would that would, although seeing these two guys fight would be kind of funny too if they actually fought I would pay for that too the fight of governors that's right. In this corner, California Governor Gavin Newsom. In the other corner, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Mano e mano, a Herculean clash of red and blue. I can't believe this is actually going to happen. This week. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're debating. They're not fighting. Okay. I point that out. Um, so yeah. So this is going to be on Fox News. It's going to be moderated by Sean Hannity. And these two, obviously, one's a Democrat, the other one's a Republican, are going to primetime debate. One is already running for president, the other might. So is that just the thought? Like, I've never heard of this before. Just two politicians just decided like to debate it. in prime time. You're over here. I'm over there. Let's get together and debate our ideas. We don't have to both be running for the same thing, even though ultimately, again, for those who believe that President Biden isn't going to play out this reelection bid. Getting pretty late for that. That's the, that's the whole point. He wins the nomination in the caucuses, in the whatever. He's the presumptive nominee, but before the, the convention, he drops out. And then Gavin Newsom swoops on it. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I just That's, that's the narrative the of how that plays out. Okay. So I guess maybe it depends on how it goes on Thursday. 
You know, if he comes off very strong, maybe that brings up that profile a little Start bit Start hearing more Democrats say out loud, maybe we should look at something else. I know Newsom was a little concerned about, hey, I'm going on Fox News here. I'm going to be, it's going to be two against one because I got Sean Hannity moderating this thing. Hannity, though, told uh, Politico, I'm into mixed martial arts. And anybody that steps into the octagon, I have deep respect for because you're stepping into a war. Again, this is a debate between middle-aged politicians, but we're calling it a war. And uh, honestly, I don't expect this. Hannity would do himself a disservice if all he did was launch softballs at, you know, at Ron DeSantis, sure. and then try to beat up on Gavin Newsom. Like, right. I, I don't see that for this. I, I we'll we'll find out, and we can evaluate that. But uh, yeah, I think he's interested in having a substantive debate between. These he two. says they're going to have an opportunity to go head to head to talk about substantive issues that and governing philosophies that affect everyone's lives. Okay, I'm in. I'm watching. Yeah. Give me some All good right. singers. They're going to go, go after each other. There is like night. I would like to see this guy debate somebody. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. I mean, I'm just going to go defend myself. I made a mistake, and I think humans are flawed, and we all make mistakes. I think we can all look at ourselves in the mirror and admit that once in our life we made a mistake. Congressman George Santos, at least Congressman for now. Santos, of course, charged with multiple felonies, accused of identity theft and fraud, accused of raiding his campaign account for lavish spending, among various other lies, including, like, who he is at all in any way. <laughs> right. So there's expecting another vote in the U.S. House this week, an attempt to oust him. He already survived the first round. They held an expulsion vote and didn't have the votes to kick him out. Mm-hmm. But now even he thinks <laughs> they're going to do it. I know I'm going to get expelled when this expulsion resolution goes to the floor. I have done the math over and over. <laughs> it doesn't look really good. <laughs> what is it happening? Look really good. He was on social media over the weekend. I think it was on X where he posted a bunch of stuff. Some described it as a rant. So he's done the math. Okay, this lawmaker doesn't like me. This lawmaker she doesn't don't like, like me. me. <laughs> this guy actually threatened this guy. Probably no. a no. <laughs> so that's what's ahead for him. Uh, he continues to not go quietly, although, again, he expects himself to be thrown out, but uh, says that the House investigation against him was a fraud. It was led by his own Republican colleagues. In his rants on social media, Santos taunted his congressional colleagues, calling them hypocrites, claiming they let other unethical behavior in the House go unchecked. He defiantly rejected the ethics report against him. It was designed to smear me. It was designed to force me out of my seat. I want to agree with him on one point. That was ABC's M. Win on that report. (laughs) Yes, a lot of other shady stuff goes on all the the time. And in the Senate, it's like, well, you know, it's just uh, that's not for me to get involved in. But you were going after you. But he is an extraordinary case. (laughs) This is true. Right. And just like who's the the Democrat in in the Senate right now? The guy with the gold bars. Oh, the senator from New Jersey. (laughs) So they're going after him in the Senate. That's a separate deal. But right, some of these do rise to the level of really, man. And Santos is clearly at that. <laughs> so it's it's not just that they let some behavior slide, but you they've singled out. Like you've lied about everything. You've got all of these felony charges. Well, he calls you, it right? a badge of honor. Yeah. Being expelled would be a badge of honor. Well, not a lot of people have achieved that. Only five other members in House history have ever been expelled. Tell me lies. I have no clue of what you guys are talking about. 
840 on Wisconsin's Morning News. We have our word of the year. Okay, good. We always do this, right? There's song of the year, person of the sure. year. There's always all these things that happen, these end of year lookbacks. So who does this? Is this like the most Googled word? or Merriam-Webster does it okay. for like who's been searching like on their site or whatever. Okay. And Merriam-Webster says there's no spike in searches for this specific word. Rather, that interest has been steadily growing throughout the year. So over the whole year, Merriam-Webster says this word was looked into. It is authentic. Yes. Authentic. Official definitions say authentic means something worthy of acceptance or belief as conforming to or based on a fact or something that is true to one's own personality, spirit, or character. So, yeah, so you think of the deep fakes, the post-truth, the rise of artificial intelligence, the year of authenticity, being real with oneself, all of that coming into play. And that's it in the literal sense. We've talked about it in the sort of emotional sense or whatever, what people are looking for. I, I talk to people who hire people. It's like, we're looking for people who are authentic. Yeah. What does that mean? Genuine. Right. I don't know what that means. No. What? Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, what are we looking for in a potential mate, spouse, right. partner, someone who's authentic, who's really themselves, comfortable in his or her own skin? A runner-up to authentic was X, That's thanks not to a, Elon Musk. Nope, not a word. They, they almost went with it. It was a runner-up. Uh, Authentic, by the way, marks the 20th anniversary of Merriam-Webster choosing words of the year. Last year's word was... COVID. No. (laughs) Gaslighting. Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about that. I don't fully understand what gaslighting is. It's sort of trying to convince you of something that's not true. When you just say stuff, right? Yeah, Eric, you're always late. I'm not always late, am nope, I? I'm just gonna keep yeah, no, you were late like three times last week you were late and then like you come in late and you start thinking like, geez, am I late? Even though there's like video evidence of me arriving on time. <laughs> right. And still. you know, but you begin to question yourself <laughs> yes. because I have spoken yeah. with with yeah. such dogma. Mm-hmm. Like, no, dude, yeah. everybody knows you're late all the time. That's your rep around here. Like, dude, am I late? That's gaslighting. Right. Yeah. Very good. I think okay. you got it. And the word of the that would gaslighting would be the opposite of being authentic. Very true. 8.42 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight forty six on Wisconsin's Morning News. We're going to show this weekend and see, I think it might be opening night for A Christmas Carol at the Paps yeah, Theater. Yeah, this week, yep. You know when I will leave my house? 70, 7.30 show. You're going to leave your house at 6.45. Right? No, no earlier. I'm going to, like... My, the wheels of my car will hit downtown Milwaukee sometime shortly after 7 p.m. We will, in that time, I may drop my wife off at the front. I'll probably park for $0. I'll get in. We'll have a comfortable seat at beautiful Paps Theater. Yeah. It'll be all good. The exact opposite of any experience you can have in New York City. <laughs> all of the opposite. I'm bagging on New York a little bit today. I, I think it's an amazing American city. I'm super glad that my daughter goes to school there. It's very exciting. It's a really super exciting place. So all, all good. Like, I'm, I'm not bagging on New York. Like, don't ever go there. It's terrible. Like, just kind of not for me long term. We're just back with the Greendale High School marching band that was in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Hope you had a chance to see them. They did a great job Looked in their great. performance. But I'm just like have various musings from several days now again back from the big city. And I've been there a bunch of times, usually for work. And my primary complaint, having gone there for work, whether it was to do stuff with the Today Show or other things, was just it's so hard to get anything done in that town. And in fairness, not all of New York City is Manhattan. 
Sure. And not all of Manhattan is Times Square. Like, there are varying levels of insanity. Yeah, Times Square is the exception, isn't right. it? In fact, my daughter, who lives there now, she goes to school there, and she's like, because my, my son was not having it. Young Max Vetrano, not interested in no, New York. No, thank you. Declared upon arrival home, I never have to go back there again. <laughs> like, okay, buddy. Like, I got you. But, he, you know, my... His older sister did say to him, like, you guys were in Times Square so much because of what you did. That's where our hotel was. A lot of the band activities were just like, that's not indicative of the whole even Manhattan experience. You know, where her dorm is on the, I guess, Upper East Side or thereabouts. Certainly Uptown is different. You know, like a lot of different spots where it's like, oh, all right, this is okay. The buildings are big. There's traffic, but it's not insanity all the time. But, man, that town wears you out. I felt like I have spent the entire several days with the same feeling that you have when you're going to the airport, where you wake up with anxiety, you're worried about this, you're worried about getting out the door, you're worried about getting in this gotta line. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta yep, go. Yep, gotta get in this line, gotta get there. Hurry, 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 hurry. And you get through your thing, and then you sit there and wait forever. But then you hurry again to be at the So you're just spending the entire time you're there in queue, queuing up for this. <laughs> Getting in line for that, being herded over here for this. I mean, now, as a tourist, yes, right? Yes. But maybe not for a No, for person folks who live who there, there, they just go about their business yeah. and they look at you and laugh and whatever. The other thing about New York is from the moment you step off the curb, you are hemorrhaging money. It's just like bleeding out of you. <laughs> <laughs> just melting your just, wallet. It's just flying out of your pants. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a cartoon. It's just... <laughs> Those are the dollar bills just <laughs> yeah. flying out of your clothes. They have wings on them as they fly away. <laughs> right, flying right. away and laughing yep. at you on the way back. I mean, we had to watch the Packer game there at the hotel bar. Like, where else are we going to go? <laughs> I think we had two drinks. My wife and me. It was like 100 bucks. There you go. Yep. It's See? nuts. And not yep. to be some sort of Wisconsin no. rube, like, complaining, boy, well, right, so things are sure expensive here, but a pastrami sandwich was $29 at <laughs> Carnegie. Like, <laughs> a sandwich, man. <laughs> A sandwich. I've never had a sandwich worth 30 bucks. <laughs> $30 sandwich. I mean, it was real tasty. Every time you need to go somewhere, you're like, all right, we're not going to take a cab because that would be 50 bucks. But then there's five of you. You all get on the subway. Three bucks a pop there. Yep. Three bucks a pop to get home. Mm-hmm. Now you're at 30 bucks anyway just taking the subway. Like You just hemorrhage money the entire time you're there. That was another random musing I had from New York. It sounds like it. How was the parade? So do you want to hear about the parade <laughs> Yes, at all? you were there because to see it up close would be neat. Why the Greendale High School Marching Band, led by Tom Reifenberg and Liz Parsons, is a 19-time Wisconsin State champion. They are about to rule the parade with a jazz-style rendition of I Just Can't Wait to Be King. There they were being introduced on NBC. That's that cool. was Hoda saying yep. their name. That's she said our band's name. That's cool. Right. And from, she didn't own, say Glendale too, which is great. Right. She didn't mispronounce <laughs> it or anything. She even got Rife's name right. Reifenberg and Parsons. The names were right. The kids did a great job. It was a super performance. Listening to uh, Tom Reifenberg, director of bands, talk about you know his assessment of how they did. Said just nailed it. Crushed the performance on live TV. That was great. Mev's Rocky getting there. They had to do that performance. What you saw on TV, they had to perform, and we talked about this last week, they had to perform that in their rehearsal slot, and they don't really move those around. It was pouring rain at 11 p.m. Tuesday night when they had to do that whole thing, moment by moment, and do the... My daughter, so this is the reason we are there, my daughter is in the dance line at band. She said there were some kids up to their ankles in water. Oh, my gosh. A number of band instruments got, got damaged beyond playability. 
The activities director had to go out to local music shop and rent some instruments for a few things. Wow. And yet they survived and made it through. And then they get to, you know, performance day. Bandit, you're about to be in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So here is young Olivia Vitrano on what that was like. Really early for at least the dancers and color guard. We had to get up around like 3 a.m. to do all of our hair and makeup. So it was pretty chaotic, not the most fun morning being up so early, but once we got going, got on the buses, it started to kick in that we were really excited. And then you were end up in Central Park or somewhere around there? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> as far as you know? See, as far as I know, that's where we were. What was? Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there at that. So they don't know where they are. They're on this bus. You get off here, you get off there, right. And they marched the two-and-a-half-mile parade route that... Uh, Ends with the show that everybody saw, but on the route, uh, Livia said it was really kind of interesting. Like, you know, what did you hear? Every little corner you turned, there was Greendale people. And then what about the other people? There was a lot of cute little kids, though, that would wave and yell Happy Thanksgiving, which was really nice. Oh, yeah, and then once people realized that we were from Wisconsin, they would start chanting cheese. <laughs> what do you mean they would chant cheese? They would just, they would see, they're like, oh my God, they're from Wisconsin, and just start chanting cheese. <laughs> All right. That's pretty cool. Okay. People kept asking us, too. Wow, it must be nice here. You know, a lot warmer than wherever you are. Mm. Not really. The <laughs> forecast is about the same. Where do you think yes, Wisconsin is? Okay. Like somewhere north of Canada? Mm. Like we're not Alaska. So uh, what was it like seeing the balloons up close? See, I thought they were, my daughter said, oh, they're so big, like in person. I thought they were smaller. They look small? Like so many things in New York when you go there. The Rockefeller tree. And I'm bigger than our tree that we got down here. Right. Just everything looks bigger on TV. Correct. I thought they looked smaller. And also up close, like you can see the, the battle scars. Oh, Snoopy was all patched up in places where he'd been <laughs> oh, ripped so before. It oh, yeah. It's all kind of ugly there up yeah, close. There's right? like patches on them and stuff. <laughs> a number of the balloons as they made their way past us, there must have been a low-hanging tree on the, I guess, whatever, their left side. Because a number of the balloons appeared damaged on the left side. Really? Like parts of them had been deflated. They retired the cat in the hat one, right? Didn't see him. Yeah, right. I saw because yeah. yeah, I saw actually. I was there when it happened. It hit that light pole and it hit like three people. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, okay, it right. was not. It was not good. So yeah, up close, I thought the balloons were less impressive than they are on TV. Uh, so when they actually are playing on the star, there's no way you can see that. Like who actually sees them perform on the at the star? It's like so the people that you see on TV in the background, those are all Macy's people, like execs oh, and whatever, okay. and they get to bring their families. And I think they do a contest in Macy's. Like some store employees get to come okay. and be there, but it, there is a limited number of seating that's exclusive to Macy's. The crazy thing for the performers, for the kids, what they're looking at is nothing. It's all cameras. Ah, sure. So there's right, no right. crowd okay. out there. Their back is to that crowd the whole time. Hmm. Other thing to see was like famous people. So, you know, just that's the other, that is a cool thing about New York. Like, think about. Think about who was in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now, we didn't see Cher go by. She must have just done her performance on the star. Okay. But some of these... She you know, the, riding in no parade. <laughs> the Broadway stars, you know, ride in the parade. Um, let me see. Belby of DeVoe was there. Oh, nice. Okay. okay. Pentatonix was there. Right. There, There they are. They're in the parade, waving at you. You know, happy Thanksgiving. They're yelling stuff. That's cool. Think of when we have the holiday parade here. Who are the celebrities? Hey, there's Susan Kim. <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> there's you, Petrano. Right. <laughs> When I was a kid, Paul Joseph always yeah. did the 4th of July parade hey, in, in Tosa. And it was like, hey, it's Paul Joseph. Here's like, you know, the biggest stars of yeah. the big stars. Yeah. Walked by Carson Daly one day. I was like, wondering yeah, it's Carson by. Daly. He was just walking the opposite direction. My daughter, what's he doing? What, what? I'm like, 
Uh, he just left work. Rockefeller Plaza is right over right there. there yeah. So he's just walking like anybody else. That's cool. Um, let me see. Other brushes with fame. Do you know Andrew Reynolds? He's uh, in shows and stuff. Name sounds familiar. Yeah, he would be familiar to you. My wife, right, she was pointing him out. She's like, oh, I love that guy. So I, I'm like, let's go talk to him. No, we can't. Like, <laughs> he's just a guy. I'm like, hey, Andrew, hi, how you doing? Did Picture you really? Oh, yeah. good for you. Uh, let me see. My daughter saw a couple people. Well, I heard that when people went to the bathroom, they saw Pentatonix. Um, I was really jealous because I didn't go to the bathroom, and then they came back and realized they saw them. We thought we saw Lindsey Sterling, but it was not her. We but you live. did see Miss Miss America. Oh, we from saw Miss America, which was really cool. Thank you. Yeah, got a picture with her, and she was so nice. Grace came by in yeah, her thing, awesome. and I'm yelling out, "On Wisconsin, Grace!" <laughs> <Grant>! <laughs> That's ours. She's ours. She's super cool. So she spent some time with the band kids, which was great. And what what made me so happy about what my daughter said about her, she was so nice. She was she's so nice. She's like so smart. She's like a nuclear physicist or something. That's right. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. she is. So super cool. Great experience out in New York. Definitely glad to be home. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. WTMJ forecast is sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Chilly for the next couple of days. High today of just 28 degrees under mostly sunny skies. And then temperatures in the mid-teens overnight. 25 right now in Milwaukee. <laughs> that that happened quick. Yeah, I, I miscalculated on putting up the Christmas lights. I did that in the snow yesterday. What do you <laughs> should have done it before? Thinking about I, the weekend before it was fifty some yeah, degrees. Yeah, me being sunny, me procrastinating until it's already snowing when I'm putting them up. I tell you, I, I don't know what to do because increasingly my wife wants to put up more and more lights, ah, and I like draw good. the line at the light. I'm like, I don't do exterior lighting. I'm not interested in it. I. I don't care enough. So you'd rather to have your in. house be the one dark one yeah. on the block. Fine with that. We got a nice tree and whatever else. We'll light that up in the front room and you can see that. Okay. But she's not having it. She's like, all right, well, I'll do it myself. Well, you know how it is when uh, your wife is doing st- <laughs> Right? When she's out there dragging cords around. And <laughs> yeah, you're like, it's not a good thing. Okay, let me help you. So that's your job? You were- uh, Yeah, I just, well, the boys came out with me and uh, it's okay. funny. We did have it done. And then Andrew's good. like, hmm. Oh. Any more lights in the box you might have been able to put up? I'm like, oh, okay. So I did go back out and put up another another string or two. Oh, yeah. Well, you want lights? Then you have to do it. Not good enough for you. No, that's not what I said. I Merry said, Christmas. I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I will do that for you. 9 o'clock, WTMJ Now with Steve Scafidi is up next.